What's up, everybody, and welcome to ITG Daily, the show that brings you the hottest in gaming news each and every day. Make sure you swing by our Twitter. I'm going to call it Twitter, dude. Scott, I cannot pass up the fact that it's just still called Twitter to me. It's not X. Maybe it is to some, but it's still not to me. Either way, hit us up, the official ITG. Keep up to date when all of our news drops, latest releases, all the good stuff, live streams. It's all right there. We don't miss it for you, so make sure you tune in. Scott, people should be tuning in for today's show, though. What's on the dock? We're going to be talking about the future of battlefields and free-to-play battle royale. That could be interesting. There's also the possibility of Peter Parker's return in the next game, whichever that next game is. We'll have to see. <laughs> and Sekiro meets Elden Ring in the Erd Tree. There's a mashup of systems happening. Yeah, that sounds cool to me, actually. We'll see how that one goes, but let's talk about it. Battlefield? Free-to-play? A battle royale? So many questions. Scott, we expected this, I think, a long time ago. I can't believe it's not here already, but EA's next Battlefield game will also have a free-to-play Battle Royale. <laughs> Are you shocked at all, Scott? Oh, well, it's not exactly the first time they tried this, but it wasn't free-to-play before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tom Henderson over at Insider Gaming says this. It's been a rough couple of years for Battlefield franchise. That is to say the least, Scott. The Battlefield 2042 <laughs> failing to meet players' expectations. On launch, the game was arguably one of the least complete Battlefield games to date. Scott, would you agree with that? Yeah, it was missing a whole lot, including a scoreboard, voice chat. Uh, <laughs> there's a ton of holes in that. Comprising of countless bugs and core design choices that did not resonate with the community. As a result, Battlefield 2042 saw lackluster sales compared to its predecessors and a major restructuring for the franchise as a whole. Respawn and Entertainment's Vince Sampella is now head honcho leading the series, and Christian Grass head Ripple Effect, heading Ripple Effect, <laughs> former Dice E uh, L A, and now Brian Beatty coming to new general manager for the franchise. Marcus Letho uh, was also put in charge to be the creative director of the Seattle-based Ridgeline Games, but has also since departed on his own accord. Changes among the industry are just running rampant right now, Scott, to say the least. So, now, where does this game lie? Well, let's get into this. Because, so, where does this leave Battlefield now? Well, officially, we don't know much apart from that there are multiple Battlefield projects in the works. Scott, I don't know if that's the greatest thing I've ever heard, but which will also be integrated (laughs) into the new Battlefield universe. Kind of sounds like... Assassin's Creed Infinity, doesn't it? Yeah, Call of Duty HQ. Everybody's <laughs> getting their own launchers now, and Battlefield will be no different. Actually, again, uh, Battlefield had piloted this a generation ago when uh, Battlefield Five came out. It's. I wonder where they'd be now if they would have stuck with it, right? Because now they're revamping, redoing it, and starting all over. But either way, EA CEO Andrew Wilson has also hinted at the next mainline Battlefield game will not be released until 2025. That's probably good. Insider Gaming understands that the game currently has a tentative target release date for October, putting it in line with past Battlefield releases. Insider Gaming has also learned that the next Battlefield title is taking somewhat of a back-to-its-roots approach with the likes of a 64-player matches, the return of its four-class system, Scott, that should make you happy, and an overhaul... To its destruction system again, making fans happy, right? <laughs> Dude, they're oh, going yes. back that, to the roots. 
that's the big question is, is which Battlefield game is this going to be? What series? Is this going to be a Bad Company 3? And I really hope it is. A lot of people, I think, are asking for Bad, uh, bad Company 3, and I I don't know if they're going to get that, Scott. I really don't feel it. I think they <laughs> should do it. I just don't think that that's where EA is hoping to go. I don't think they're... They want to capture as much of the cash cow as possible and i think that's where they're aiming with this battle royale but we'll get there in a second that's for the game setting itself it will be set in the modern day somewhere around 2025 to 2030 with a strong driven story driven emphasis on modern technology used in war ripple effect the studio that is working on a new experience for the battlefield franchise is working on a new battle royale title that's currently aimed to be free to play and follow a similar strategy to the highly successful Call of Duty Warzone <laughs> that we see the free-to-play experience tie in with the premium release. Scott, I always felt that Battlefield has been chasing Call of Duty since it existed. And Oh, it has, unfortunately. I think that is correct. Right? It just <laughs> Battlefield leads in some regards, but destructibility sure. is one of those, which just has been ignored for a generation now. Which is one of your strongest suits, what makes different, right? What makes you different than Call of Duty. Why not oh, capitalize yeah. can you, on that? Can you imagine if Red Faction 2 had no destructibility? It'd be... Yeah. What a shock. You can't do that. No. That's how I feel about Battlefield. It's interesting to see they're going to try it again and go through this, but modern age, I'm not sure if I understand the meaning behind that because if there's going to be no story experience, what's the point? Now, this does seem to indicate there'll be a story-driven explanation of the kind of equipment they use in war, but... Sure. That kind of sounds like a pretty generic explanation. I'm not certain if we will get some story mode because 2042 just didn't have one. Fair enough, fair enough. The game is said to be the brainchild of Brian uh, uh, Beattie, who had been previously leading the service for Call of Duty. Currently, the game has two different game modes, including the classic Battle Royale experience and a mode named Gauntlet, which we will see teams of players compete in objective-based games with the lowest score team being kicked out after each mission. Dude, Hazard Zone. Oh, that's funny. Right? Hazard Zone was their objective-based game mode when it came to Battlefield 2042. What happened there? <clears throat> Nobody talks yeah, about it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I really understand what was even supposed to happen with Hazard Zone. Um, it felt like you were dropping in, grabbing stuff, and bouncing out, but yeah. it didn't really seem like there was any consequence, or grabbing this, these items didn't really matter or build towards anything. So I hope that that's looked at as you know, kind of a learning experience, as well as Firestorm. And Firestorm mm -hmm. was for Battlefield 1, I believe? I think Could have so. been 5. No, it was 5. It was Battlefield five? 5 that had Firestorm. Yeah, I... Perhaps one did as well way back in the day, but it just wasn't successful. That was a shame because it was essentially Warzone, but for Battlefield. And I had a great time with it. Yeah, which is interesting. Do Where do you take this bit of news? What's your hopeful insight? Where do you want to see Battlefield go? Can DICE fix what was essentially ruined with 2042? I think, <clears throat> I think a lot of lessons were learned, and it is certainly possible. I'm not sure if, uh, well, wisdom will prevail here and bring back what the system or the series needs. Right. But when it comes to stepping back into the <clears throat> the Firestorm V3, we'll call it now. Um, yeah. I think this could be a good maneuver. 
as long as it's focused to the actual battle royale side. I'm not sure if this hazard zone kind of its own uh, gimmicky system. I'm not sure if that's the way to go. No, for sure. We are in luck, though. It is Vince and Pelican leading the charge. So that has me helpful. <laughs> right? I think that's just it. Do you think we'll ever see the end of Battlefield? Or will, you, will they continue to try and go up against Call of Duty? Right? Can we? What if they just said, you know what? We're done. We're going to walk away from Battlefield. But we're going to bring back Titanfall and leave oh. that instead. Like, obviously, Apex, a tie in with Titanfall, right? Has its own thing. And I'm just like, I'm just, what can Battlefield really do, Scott? I think is really where I'm at at this moment, right? When you talk to gamers, what are you playing right now versus in the first person shooter genre? What's your go to game? Is it really Battlefield? For some, absolutely is. And I understand that. Yeah. But then on the other side, Call of Duty still dominates, right? When they go head to head, the winner every year is Call of Duty. It's Call of Duty. It's Call that of Duty. Is... Could Titanfall maybe take that competition <clears throat> to that next level where Battlefield just can't do it? I, I think it could, but that's because I'm a big fan of Titanfall. But yeah. <laughs> it was interesting that Battlefield versus Titanfall, that's kind of what struggled or what suffocated Titanfall at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, it'd be interesting to see it pass back again. <laughs> <laughs> just. To, but uh, <clears throat> no, I think Battlefield's future might be if they cannot compete, if the, it continues and it gets really desperate. I think we'll see a free-to-play Battlefield entirely. The multiplayer oh, will go free-to-play, and if that's the case, I think that might be the last meaningful Battlefield that ever releases. I think that those are like last kick of the can. If they go free-to-play, that would be right akin to bowing out of the race. Yeah, absolutely. And once they go free to play, now they're going into this monetization model heavy, right? Like that will be their focus. And that's where they're going to have to take that whole franchise then moving forward, which then means, Scott, you have to have your roadmap already done. It has to be completed and sitting in the can ready to release because the minute gamers jump on the free to play and then they're looping in day in, day out, day in, day out by week two, if you don't have anything fresh coming in, man like they're gonna bounce right so very curious to see what battlefield has in store for us next will we be there or will we be moving on scott this is pretty exciting i think for spider-man fans as spider-man actor thinks insomniac isn't done with peter parker at this point i gotta feel like most of us have beat spider-man 2 and we're not gonna get into spoilers we're going to dance around them, Scott. This is how it's going to go down. Tom Ivan over at VGC. <laughs> Yuri Lowenthal, who voices Peter Parker in Somniac Spider-Man games, thinks the character will return in a future series installment. Having each had their own solo outing, Peter Parker and Miles Morales share the spotlight in the most recent series entry, with players swapping between the two Spider-Men as they team up to save New York from villains, including Venom, Lizard, dude, which was so, so cool. They stepped Lizard <laughs> up. Oh man, I was I loved Lizard. I thought he's fantastic to the point where I'd like to see him get him his own game. I think there's really something to play off oh, of there. Yeah, that's a be, big one. That'd be sick. I think it'd be really really cool. And then of course, Craven the Hunter, which was it was in, it was interesting to see the the dynamic change throughout the game as we go to Venom, as we go back to Craven, then you get introduced to the Lizard, right? And oh man, like there's opportunities that they're just picking over here and picking over there just such a love letter to spider-man at the end of the day it was really really cool but 
In a Gozmodo interview published following Spider-Man 2's release last October, Insomniac narrative director Ben Arferman and advanced writer Brittany Morris suggested this wouldn't be the case in a potential sequel. Asked about the game's ending, which we'll dance around right here, straight up. We're going to pass over this part here. But basically what's happened is they've set it up kind of like God of War Ragnarok, right? The ability to then either go with Kratos or maybe we see something with Atreus, right? And then here, the way the game is set up at the end is more or less we can see more Spider-Man or maybe Miles is now the new Spider-Man. Like there, maybe he's passed the baton, right? Quote, there have been some comments recently that were picked up in the infer <laughs> that Peter's out and Miles is in. Uh, not quite. While I think that Peter would love to believe that he can just turn it off and not be Spider-Man anymore and live a completely normal life, I don't think that's what's going to happen now. Quote, I don't know. I haven't read a script yet. There's probably They're probably still working on it, but I don't think that's the last we're going <coughs> to see Peter. I think it's a cool place to leave it. It's a cool change for him. End quote. Quote, I think 100% he trusts Miles, end quote. Lowenthal continued, quote, Miles has really stepped up, and he's like, oh, maybe I can get a little break. <laughs> and I don't, and I did get a vacation. Yeah, if you if you played Miles, right, Miles Morales game, it is an introduction to Peter basically passing the baton to Miles right there. So he's already done it mm -hmm. once, Scott, right? Like, this is a thing. And then he come back, he came back for Spider-Man 2. So Miles gets his own spinoff. Uh, Peter Parker's had his own version. Then the two of them come back. Where does that leave the third game? That's really the biggest thing, right? Sony claimed that Spider-Man 2 was the fastest selling PlayStation Studios game in history, selling 2.5 million copies in its first 24 hours. The PlayStation 5... <laughs> That's because of Spider-Man. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a little uh, name to that. That's but... the star power. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The PlayStation 5 uh, exclusive went on to sell over 5 million copies during its first 11 days of availability and 10 million by mid-February. Yeah, okay. Taking lifetime sale, series sales to 50 million units, according to Insomniac. Congrats to Insomniac, man. That is killer. Spider-Man 2's New Game Plus update will be released on March 7th. It will also introduce audio descriptions, plus the ability to change the time of day, swap tendril colors, and replay missions. I think this is a very cool update. I don't know if it's enough to pull me back in, Scott. I've already beat it, platinum the game, and bounced. Right? Yeah. You're not one to really dabble back into the game after that case, but... No. Uh, is this going to be... How long until we get a Spider-Man 3, do you think? Because you know it's going to happen. But I don't yeah, know yeah. if we got... I don't know if we learned that or got the answers from the Insomniac leaks, the hacks that happened, that uh, ransomware attack. I don't recall if there was details in there. The details... All that I know is is from being a kid with the uh, Spider-Man 3 movie. And I know <laughs> we have to have Peter come back. He has to do, he has to do the little emo hair thing. There's a huge amount. <laughs> no, no, he left. doesn't. <laughs> he does not need to do that at all. It's, uh, so Insomniac's got a contract with Marvel till 2030. If not beyond, I think it is at this point, right? So They probably will get another one. <laughs> it's done so well, right? If you talk to Bill over at Marvel and he says about partnering with the right company for the right game, Insomniac is clearly doing something right when it comes to Spider-Man. Why would you pass that off to another studio? Makes absolutely no sense. No 
sense. Insomniac now is the Spider-Man team. Let them roll with it, right? Let them keep going with that. Do okay. First up, Wolverine. Right? We all yeah. know that Wolverine is coming. Sounds like it's coming next year because according to PlayStation right now, there's no first party titles coming out this year. Dude, what a, yeah. what a shot in the gut that is. So, yeah, that's an interesting spinoff, right? So that means that sets up for next year. Wolverine first, then Spider-Man 3. And again, right, the way they set up the end of that, we're, no spoilers, but boy, oh boy. Besides Spider-Man, <clears throat> the two of them, Miles and Peter, other there's other stuff cooking there. And if you watch <laughs> through the credits, go back. If you missed it, or if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, YouTube it or something, you can go back, watch the credits roll, and you see tidbits of, ooh, is that what's coming next? <laughs> Yo, let's go, <laughs> right? There's some big things. We got some more villains coming back, obviously, that has me excited to see where they're going to go. Do we see the return of Lizard? Do we see more Venom? We've also heard Venom's lines weren't all used either. So does that mean, will we get Wolverine, Venom, and then Spider-Man 3? Oh, Venom could be the reason we need Spider-Man to come back. Unite again. Peter, you're not done. Right? Venom's back and we need your help. <laughs> <laughs> he could create chaos. I think it's... I would love to see a Venom game stand out on its own. I think Insomniac is definitely the team to do that because they have this long-standing contract and partnership and relationship with Marvel games. I think the opportunity is there. If they have the idea and the team over at Marvel's like, yeah, that's a cool idea. Let's do it. I think they can, right? We just saw Blade go over to Arkham, or Arkham, Arcane, and we're going to see more of that. When we see that, who knows? Will it go multi-platform? Who knows that as well? But <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes, right? But it is an opportunity of when you partner with the right team, you're going to get cool experiences. And Spider-Man is fired on all cylinders over at Insomniac. There's no reason to bring that to somebody else. Like that no, is their I really money can't. Maker. I really can't imagine a better studio. The way Insomniac has just nailed it right out of the park. <clears throat> I want to see yeah. them do every superhero movie, or video game, I mean, and beyond. <laughs> Dude, what if they did the Marvel's Avengers game? Like, I'm really... Like, I get that's a games of service, right? At the end of the day, that was a games of service. But I wonder where they would have been able to take that. I guess, they probably would have to double the team, just because it's a live service experience. But yeah, just kind of. I don't know if you want to pin them down for too long either. The way those creatives work. Yeah, with without a doubt, right? We saw the shift from Naughty Dog, which was going to do the Last of Us multiplayer, which then said that would transform our studio into a live service studio and not allow us to focus on single player experiences. And that was their deciding factor right there. And the fact that Bungie came in and said, "Yeah, this isn't going to last," probably is going to be the other factor. But either way, when you get back into the world of Spider-Man, the way they set it up. Dude, I could see Miles go on his own, or I could see Peter. I don't think... If if Miles goes on his own, you're going to see Peter somehow. I think you have to. Yeah. Because he is the Spider-Man, right? At the end of the day, everybody knows who Peter Parker is. If you do not have him in some form... Like, there's a reason why in Miles Morales, we saw Peter. You needed Peter yeah. to be there, to have the presence, to go, Okay, hey, I'm bailing out on vacation for a little bit. I'm passing the baton to you. The city's yours. You need something there. So I think we get a... Even even if he does come back, I think it might be a small appearance. I don't know if he's actually going to get his full game. I don't think Spider-Man 3 is going to be a Peter Parker game. I think it's going to be a Miles Morales game with tidbits of Peter here or there. Opportunity, man, I think is endless when it comes to Insomniac. 
And obviously, we completely trust them too. Oh yes. Drew, we're gonna have to get back into this one. This <laughs> is Elden Crap. Ring director says. <laughs> Elden Ring the director says Shadow of the Earth Tree will have a Sekiro-like leveling system, so you can't just steamroll it. We're gonna have to slow you down, Drew. Uh, <laughs> this comes yeah, right. more from Tyler Culp at <laughs> PC Gamer. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna have a hard time getting back into this one. So uh, I'm gonna have to pull you through with me, but okay. max level Elden Ring characters won't be able to breeze through Shadow of the Earth Tree when it arrives in June. The DLC will use a separate leveling system borrowed from Sekiro, and that's according to the director Hidetaka Miyazaki in an interview with Famitsu. Miyazaki said, in addition to the normal rune-based leveling system, you'll also have a Sekiro-like attack power stat unique to the DLC areas. Presumably, raising it will make you do more damage on top of the stats you already have. That would make sense. Miyazaki said the system was added to replicate the freedom you had in the base game to explore and level up before tackling the bosses, and he specifically says it'll allow you to, quote, more easily experience this game in the high-level range, quote ends. That last bit suggests you won't be able to steamroll through the new area with a maxed-out character. Instead, you'll need to raise this new attack power stat to make a dent in the health bars <laughs> of the new bosses, a few of whom will be equal to Melania in difficulty. And that is difficult, to say the least. If it is truly like Sekiro, you'll probably gain the resources to increase your attack power off of the bosses you can actually defeat. So it is still going to be difficult. Yeah. It's too early to tell how significant the attack power system will be compared to your character level, which still seems to play a role. Miyazaki went on to say that you can mostly ignore it to, quote, experience this challenge at a lower level, end quote, so I doubt it'll be required if you're one of those FromSoft <laughs> nuts who discard all material possessions like weapon and armor. The, uh people play this game incredibly hard and they go and make it harder on themselves it's insane yeah everything about shadows the earth tree seems self-contained so anyone who is far enough in the game to defeat the two required bosses can handle it in the same interview miyazaki said the dlc won't affect the main story so whatever happens in the shadow realm stays in the shadow realm and Thanks. shadow the earth tree is coming to us on june 21st and I am going to get beat bad. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, you got to go back and finish Elden Ring itself. Will, you gonna, will that happen? Will you be able to go back? Should we? Or do we toss this out there? Do we just stream it together? No, oh, I think I think a group effort is definitely what's going to make the difference here. I, mean, I gave it a good try, but I fizzled out. Fair we do enough. have a lot of time before June. Uh, well, we have some time. I don't know about a lot of time, but there's definitely some time. Yeah, Shadow of the Erd Tree looks cool. Man, what a world they build off of, right? But June 21st really isn't all that far away when you think about it. So if you're still playing, there's more content on the way. Scott, there's a couple games out today and a couple that you're looking forward to. What are they? That's right. We have Spiritfall on PC. We have Pika Minosa on PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One. And Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons remake is out today. That is on PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series consoles. Lastly, we have Star Wars Dark Forces Remastered. And that's on PC, PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, XS, and the Nintendo Switch. There you go. 
And that'll wrap up today's show, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with us. As always, this has been ITG Daily, the show that brings you the hottest in gaming news each and every day. We'll be back again tomorrow. I'm Drew. That's Scott. And we'll see you inside the game.